play Party People. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by my good friend, returning guest, Palomi Praytap, for a game of Wild Lands. Wild Lands by Stephen Wood Games is an adorable RPG of fantasy critter adventures in the reign of Redwall or Mouse Guard or Narnia, where fantasy critters go on big adventures and fight monsters, and it's just, it's a ton of fun. It's very cute. The book is beautifully illustrated. I really can't recommend it enough. You can find more information about Wild Lands in the show notes. Palomi, in addition to just being one of my favorite people in the entire whole world, is a cast member on a podcast called Skyjack's Courier's Call, which is an all-ages spinoff of the one-shot campaign Skyjack series set in the world of Spear, about the high-flying adventures of a group of teenage mail carriers. It is fun and adventurous and adorable and also features my All My Fantasy Children castmate, best friend, Aaron Catano Saez. Uh, check that out. You can find more information about Skyjack's Courier's Call as well in the show notes. Cannot recommend it enough. Real quick, before we dive in, a special thank you to Joe White and Defunct Glasses. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon. Thank you for helping to produce the podcast that I make, the games I design, all of that good stuff. You can find more information about how to get early access to raw audio, early episodes, uh, drafts of games that I'm working on, all that good stuff at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. And speaking of games that I design, I wanted to throw out a quick reminder, as always, that if you donate to your local uh, mutual aid fund, bail fund, or other charitable organizations supporting the Black Lives Matter protests, shoot me proof of your donation, and I will send you the official PDF of When You're Here, Your Family, aka the Olive Garden LARP, as well as some of my other games as a special thank you for donating to a worthy cause. Shoot proof of your donation to partyofonepodcast at gmail.com for more information. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am joined once again by my good friend, my wonderful friend, Palomi Praytap. Palomi, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Hey, thanks for having me. So real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about all the cool stuff that you've got going on that you want them to know about. Totally. Uh, I, I've been working on a cool spinoff show from Skyjacks called Courier's Call. I've been uh, on that with Allie and Aaron and Drew. All those kids are some cool kids, and you should l- give it a listen. We just funded uh, season one, I believe, so that'll be that'll be fun for the kids and also you. It, it, I mean, it's wonderful, and it is it is a collection of people that I exclusively put among people that I, I look at and and have like big wide eyed starry eyed reactions. <laughs> so like, I can't recommend it enough. We we recorded uh, a couple of episodes recently, and it just keeps getting better. And I, I for first time in my life, I'm like, you know what? I'm okay not knowing everything about this world and this kid. I just want to see what happens to him. It's great. That's like that's <laughs> one of my favorite feelings. Is like yeah, it is is not knowing everything and going into a story is one of my personal favorite things. Like. I am a chronic uh, don't prep until I absolutely have to and don't start like laying things out until I absolutely need to, which is ironic because I've been running a world building podcast for five years now. (laughs) Listen, you just add layers and never go back to the the stuff that you referenced before. It's no, all we do is go back to the stuff that we referenced before. It's oh, God. See, that's my that's my big problem is I'm very lucky. (laughs) <laughs> and that uh, Aaron Catano Saez is a, is a living, is a being of light. And we'll just be like, oh, by the way, you know, we, we said this three years ago. And I'm like, cool. That's a great. Thing. I believe you. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's trust. That's trust in a partner. <laughs> I just go. All right. I believe All you. Right. Cool. 
Oh my goodness. Listen to listen to all my fantasy children, kids. It's a wonderful show. Do it. Best show. Um, ten out of ten. But this week for Party of One, which is also a wonderful show, if I may say so myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are playing Wild Lands. Wild Lands is uh adorable. It is a darling RPG about uh animal adventures animal fantasy adventures along the lines of a red wall or a mouse guard. It is it is adorable, beautifully illustrated animals going on fantasy adventures. Uh, um, I'm I'm look I'm flipping through the art as I say these things just because I'm like just because I can. I have the book in front of me and I'm just like, God, it's very pretty. The art is very pretty. It's it's get it's getting me jazzed up to play. I'll be honest. I I actually uh, I discovered the artist just by scrolling through artist Twitter, which is a magical place. Um. And it, you know, I, I think I, it was the lineup of like the mouse, the mice people, the squirrels, mm-hmm. the moles, the voles, and all of that. And I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna send this guy a follow really quick. Uh, <laughs> and then ever since, like all of the, all of the developments that have happened, I've, I've been very excited about it. It's, it's a very vivid world. Yes. I think I am in love. So let's dive in. Why don't you introduce us to your? Ki- yeah, so I'm going to be playing a badger give me, called Give me one Sunflower. second. You're, you just, like, your microphone just imploded or something? Oh, no! That sucks! It's all good. Wait, I I think I know what happened. Give me a second. Oh, here. it's all good. I just want to restate the let's let's dive in and introduce your character, because I, like, got halfway through it, and then there was a scream. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. I just, it literally, I was like, introduce me! <laughs> <laughs> Go for Hello it. Me, are you dead? <laughs> I'm alive. Okay. Do not worry. I'm definitely not a ghost. I've never been a ghost. All right, fair. I, I I have to take your word for it because if you're a ghost, you have to tell me it's like being a cop. It's exactly like being a cop. You're right. All right. So let's stop talking about this game and dive right in. Why don't you introduce us to your character this week? Yeah. So I'm going to be playing a, a golden furred badger called Sunflower. Um, I believe the the uh, cornerstone for Sunflower was uh, kicking indoors and being good at hammers. Yes. So <laughs> those are the core of her character. <laughs> those are the core of her character, and I'm very excited about playing an absolute brute. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So you grew up. So Sunflower is a smith, was a blacksmith in the town of Bramblewine. Bramblewine. Um, tell me, let's let's start off by, by laying out some, uh, each of us picks a fact about the town of Bramblewine before it gets destroyed. Excellent. I love it. Um, I think Bramble Wine is uh, excellent at strawberry wine specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, its main export, its main, uh, uh, its taverns, all of all of the people enjoy a good uh, cold cup of strawberry wine at the end of the day uh, after a long, a long day's work. Huge strawberry fields. Like it is. Yeah. Like big, beautiful, juicy strawberry fields. It's what it's what Bramble Wine is kind of known for. Like. It's like a fairly small town. I think my detail is like it's a small town with huge fields and um, it is known for it is also against um, like adjacent along like the edge of a mountain. Right. Like it's flat. There's a mountain not far away where a lot of. um, So the plot thing here is there's a lot of mining happening in that mountain. But the non Mm -hmm. non plot detail I want to throw out is just that, like, I think there is. A tremendous bluegrass scene. 
Ooh. I just think I'm into I think it. like I think it is you you get a you get a jug of wine, you gather up six of your friends, you sip the wine, you listen to some banjo music, and that is life in Bramble Wine. I love it. I'm into it. So as I said, there was there um in the last year before uh the event, the cataclysm, the 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 breaking of the earth, industry kicked up in Bramble Wine. You know, suddenly there were mine carts coming and going, and this all some they either dug too deep or they dug where they shouldn't. Something happened. The details are vague. You've never been able to find an answer. But one mm-hmm. day the earth beneath your feet opened up. Cracks in the ground. Uh from those cracks, um like smoky smoky kind of tar. Like it was sort of a translucent with like a deep gray like swirls inside of like a a, a gel like substance poured from the earth mm. and from that like um you know misty shadow hands came from this and started grabbing people and pulling them into the earth oh so just normal tuesday yeah of course normal tuesday um you know smoky sort of uh semi incorporeal spirits started grabbing people and dragging them away it was a horrible cladic- uh, cataclysm and I want to ask you a few questions as we dive in. Um, who did you save while this was happening? Ooh. I think I saved... I think there's a, sort of an old... An older bunny individual. Uh, I think they kind of collect stories and, and they're kind of just the the town old guy mm-hmm. like i feel like yep. <laughs> there's a town old guy that everyone kind of respects even though they're a little crotchety um and so i think i think this might be this, we're just gonna go with a classic name we're going with old man withers old man withers i love it the strawberry uh, uh strawberry farmer in his heyday um but kind of just settled uh in town i think i managed to save him I, um, am I saving one person or several? People? Um, who did you? So who did you? Who did you lose? Who who did you lose to the mist? Who was pulled into the earth? Ooh, I think Sunflower might have been sweet on uh, sweet on another uh, badger artisan uh that got pulled into the mist. Okay, yeah. Um, you you sort of watched them get pulled in. You were you were you were fast enough to save Withers, but not quite fast enough to save your sweetheart. But um, but you also got like you also got away. You also escaped the town as it was being now. Like it is very literally, very pun intended, a ghost town. Like the tattered, yeah. empty remains of buildings. You know, people people talk in whispered tones about like the ghost town of Bramblewine. What hidden strength did you find you could use against the shadow hands? Ooh. I think um I I picked up I, I kind of footballed old man withers under my, my arm mm-hmm. uh and picked up the the solid the most solid looking weapon I think I've made. It's just an iron hammer. And um kind of charged through town to try and get out and anything that came in our way, I I threw the hammer or smashed the hammer through and iron seemed to be pretty effective. Okay. All right. I, I'm going to make a note of that. Okay. Yeah. So you, so this all happens, right? There are, there are ghostly spirits pulling people into the earth. You escape with old man Withers who has like a water skin of wine tucked under his shoulder. Cause he's, he's a, he's an old brewer now. 
And there's a moment uh, after this. This was ages. How long ago do you think this was? Was this months? Was this, you know, years in whatever relative term of years are tiny little animal people? <laughs> um, I, th- I think... A year ago today. A year ago today. Okay, great. So there's a one last moment before we kind of cut to the present, right? We cut to you mm-hmm. marching on your long, lonesome journey because there's a brief moment where you and Withers are sitting at a camp outside of town, uh, safe, like a bittersweet moment. He kind of hands you a glass of wine and he, or like a small mug of strawberry wine and just kind of, le- and you look into the wine for a moment and you hear him whisper as sort of cloudy shapes start to form in the wine. You hear him just kind of whisper something under his breath and then look at you and his eyes seem to glow as he says, you know, they're still alive out there. You know, they're, they're in they're They're in there. They're simply, they're frozen in the mist. And he tells, starts whispering these things as you look in and, and you know how he knows it, It's a little bit of magic, it's a little bit of age, but you kind of start to see in the wine itself, this old strawberry wine, this incredibly old vintage, you see flashes of, of, you see flashes of your sweetheart, you see flashes of people simply not harmed, not suffering, but simply frozen in an eternal mist, right? Like floating amongst clouds, perfectly still, Mm. unmoving, unaging, simply frozen. What is what 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 is your immediate reaction to this as you as you wand and then we cut to a year later as you wander seeking seeking a way to cre- to break this mist? I think uh, Sunflower like stares after this old man and then looks into her wine, um, and and kind of just it's sort of that tired, exhausted way, uh, kind of straightens up a little bit. Looks like we're going to have to find a way to unfreeze them, then. Uh, you say we, but uh, I don't particularly see this as a group endeavor. I... I am not... I am... Uh, my adventuring days are long behind me. But here's what I can do. And he hands you his wineskin. He's like, this is my oldest vintage. This is my... This is my... I've spent my life fermenting and experimenting and working on this... this vintage of wine this is this is what i have left it contains a lifetime of secrets and regrets and joys and sorrow drink of this and you to you can access that which is to say i am giving you a magical item <laughs> excellent <laughs> i am giving you um you've you've drank most of this wine in your travels in the last year but you have about maybe three strong drinks left, which is to say, I am giving you three free play questions. At oh. any point during the adventure, you may drink, ask me a question, I will answer it honestly, and then we will talk about the memory that it conjures, whether that be a mundane memory, a supernatural memory, a memory of old man Withers' life as an adventurer, or his life as an old brewmaker. I love it. I'm into it. I'm all about Three it. magical questions. This is what I've given you. I love three magical questions. I do too. So we cut to a year later, one year ago, one year to the day, as you crest a hill and see beneath you in a, va- in a small little valley, in a small little clearing, surrounded by wood, the town of Sherbert. What strikes you as similar? What strikes you as similar in Sherbert 
to the town you left behind, to Bramblewine? Um, it's the same size, I think. Like, the same cluster of houses. Uh, the way the houses cluster together mm-hmm. is the same. The way people kind of move between the streets, sort of this the sleepy, almost slow pace. Nobody's rushing to go anywhere. It's it's a sleepy little hamlet like like Bramblewine was. And what reminds you of the day the days immediately before the shadow hand struck and the earth opened beneath you? I think um, you know, in the distance from the town, you can see the mining operation that they've started of their own and the sort of ominous clouds that collected in the sky before mm. Everything kind of went to like hell. It. We're seeing them at the rim of the horizon. I love that. I love that. Um, so you you wander, like you wander into town. You are greeted warmly enough. Um, I'm actually going to ask you for our first roll. Okay. I'm going to ask you for, and you can choose if you're going to add any skills to this or how you want to approach it. But I'm going to ask you for some sort of. Let me look up the exact skill name so that I get it right. I'm going to ask you for a social role. Okay. And I'm going to ask you for a social role. Uh, uh, if you get at least one success, you are welcomed warmly. Um, if you get more than that, you can add extra details to the scene. Uh, basically, this is an opportunity to go over how rules, how dice rolling works in uh, Wild Lands. You have a number of stats. You have four, four base stats, physicality. Agility, intellect, and social. Each of those corresponds mm-hmm. to a number of six-sided dice. Um, when you are rolling on a stat, you are going to roll that many six-sided dice. Any dice that no- show a five or a six are considered success. If you have a skill you want to add to it, you'll roll an additional... Di- you can add add that many dice to it. You have a number of free-form okay. skills, so you can, all, you can add additional dice to your roll. Gotcha. Well, I'm not going to... I don't think I have any applicable skills, so I'm just going to do a straight social roll. Okay. Let me try that again. I'm going to just do a straight social roll. Okay. Um, not adding any skills. So I've got a two in social, because mm-hmm. I'm not the most sociable. And you said a five or a six marks a success? Yes. All right, let's roll. Hey, I got a five and a six. All right. So you are greeted warmly. Um, There's actually... A, a festival happening like it is it is it is it is hopping off in sherbert right now it is it is the uh, the small town is a buzz there is a market festival happening um what's one thing that you see like in this very uh open air market festival everyone is bringing out their wares i think one thing we see is like uh a crocodile which is oh. to say gigantic right like um on its hind <laughs> legs, but, like, very large, probably, like, in terms of size, like, a story or two tall is just, like, grabbing uh, big boxes of things from, like, a second story window and is, like, planting them down as, like, three little mice grab, like, grab blankets and fruits and this giant crocodile is just grabbing things and is just, like, you know, whistling, is whistling a little tune as he grabs big gigantic boxes. Okay, visual I see out of the market. Let's see. I I love the idea that they they have like a specialty baked good, and I'm trying to think of what that might be. 
Oh, is it but is it sticky buns? I think it might there might be like a sticky buns contest going oh, on. Oh, that's real good. Like who's got the best sticky buns in town? <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it is. I love it. Uh there's a big sticky bun contest. Uh they, and they're getting really like interesting with it. Like there's apricot sticky buns and they're putting different like uh you know, toppings on them. You can, you found some oh, chocolate yeah. sticky buns. Like they're getting real wild with it. Oh yeah. They're getting buck wild with it. Like, and sticky buns, like the way, the way they are bunned is getting really exciting as well. Like they're literally reaching new heights with these buns. <laughs> so, um, and I think the other detail that I want to throw in is like, um, there's not much movement from the mines. Like, you see them, and you see those clouds over the mines, and, uh, give me a... I'm gonna ask you for an intellect roll. Ooh. As you kind of look out on these clouds, and then I'm gonna let you kind of explore the market for a little bit before things go wild. Oh, boy. Well, I'm rather smart, so I've got a five in intellect. Um, I don't have any skills that will apply to this, so I'm just going to roll five straight. Um, all right, so I'm rolling pretty good here. I got three fives and a six and then a four. Okay, um, so you got four successes. Damn, you are rolling really good. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two of those are to, uh, spot something, are to spot something noteworthy. And then I'm going to say you can ask Ooh. me two questions about the situation, the festival, about anything that you want. Like, these are very specific, cool. like, observation questions. Um, what you notice is those clouds are moving. They are, they, you start, you, you're watching them for a moment as you kind of watch the town, right? Like, you, you, like, Sunflower hasn't taken her eyes quite off of them. Okay. And you're seeing them start to swirl, and you're seeing them start to twist and intertwine and kind of almost like bits of them are starting to lurch in the direction of the town itself. I love this scene where like, as she is approaching this town, kind of shouldering her pack, the, the clouds don't seem to be moving because it's that effect mm -hmm. of while you're walking it, it, you can't really tell relative to you if something is moving, but when she starts to stand in the crowd a little bit, um, observes the sticky bun contest going on, observes this alligator walking by. This just absolute unit of a creature. Um, she kind of glances over the roofs and, and sees those clouds doing their ominous thing. Mm -hmm. And so ask me two questions about the situation. Um... Do I remember what happens immediately after the clouds start twisting um, and, and churning? You remember seeing them on the day. You remember a year ago today seeing those clouds, but the thing was at the time you weren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, but you remember like as the shadow hands were descending, as the earth was cracking and crumbling, as things were lurching out from beneath the, the, the earth. You remember looking up and seeing the clouds themselves kind of dancing. And you remember, you know, riv um, riv rivulets. You remember strands of cloud, like, scooping people up in the same way and carrying them towards, like, the mountain and pulling them into the earth. Like, you remember seeing that as part of the, the onslaught of the cataclysm. That's scary. Um, and then these questions can be about 
anything. It could be about those clouds. It could yeah. be about the festival. Yeah. Okay. Is there... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. I imagine since it's a festival, a lot of people from outside of this particular town might be coming in. Yes. Um, to to celebrate alongside the rest of the town. Is there is there um, strawberry wine from Bramble Wine um, for sale somewhere? You actually you look around and you turn a corner. There is not just strawberry wine. There is like for a brief moment. You you lock eyes with old man Withers, who is sitting and like is handing out wine to people. And like he's, you know, crotchety, right? Like he's got kind of that old crotchety rabbit face. But like he kind of looks at you and it's very stoic and serious. And you have this moment of like it's that shot in the anime where like you both freeze and like things are happening (laughs) around you. And like you both lock eyes and then he kind of like smiles again and exudes kind of grandfatherly warmth as he's like handing out samples and is giving kids little bits of jam on crackers and is like, we brought this a long way. Everybody enjoy it. Um, I think wherever if he if he's set up in a stall or if he's like set up in in an actual like brick and mortar store, I think I'm going to belly up to whatever counter he might have and like offer coin for whatever he's got on sale um he waves your coin away and he says he's for for you for an old friend this i i owe you more than and he gives you like a small glass of wine more than a glass of wine sunflower you know you know that you know i will never accept your money get it away from me And he looks like mildly insulted that you brought that you brought out some some berry and some nut to like hand to him. <laughs> I I think I'll, I shrug. I I pocket my my currency and um, I, I I think I make a, a grateful gesture. You know, just raising. Uh, I imagine this like very acorn esque cup for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of raise this this wooden style cup um and, and thank you i i've been thirsty and uh, you've been I'll, you, I'll sip. you've been walking a long way i hope that you've found something valuable in your travels uh i think the travels themselves have been fruitful and she like smiles riley uh he rolls his eyes <laughs> <laughs> and he makes no secret of him rolling his eyes like at you. Um I think she sips in silence for a little while, very stoic badger. And uh kind of I think kids kind of come up to the counter. Um they they chatter while he's giving them uh, crackers with the strawberry and probably some clotted cream or something. And they run off. Um, and whenever it's kind of like quiet around us for a little while, I, I don't really look at him, but I say, I'm sure you've noticed the clouds. Ah, storms rolling in. That's what they do. And he, he, he kind of like turns away from you, but like in a way to clearly kind of like, um, Indicate that he has heard you and acknowledged you, but, like, is not, is not speaking directly about it. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I think she might ask, like, how long have they been mining around the town? 
a few months, a few months, uh, and he, you know, uh, do you remember, uh, Beauregard Horsefeather? Sure, I do. Beauregard Horsefeather was uh, the 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 head of the mining operation. Didn't actually live in Ramblewine. Was like sort of franchising out mining establishments. Think, dang it, Horsefeather. <laughs> think, uh, picture uh, a vole in like a in like a political cartoon robber baron outfit from the nineteen tens. <laughs> Like oil black vest oh, and yeah. brass buttons. Oh yeah, like big red, red, like specifically like an orangey red coat. You know, like the six doctors kind of rainbowy coat, like that with a top <laughs> hat. Some real, Incredible. like some real, like the black parade shit. Oh, wow, amazing. Um, organized a lot of you know was the one that kind of like kickstarted mining that like your town was fruitful and and booming for months until it cracked well horse feather well horse feather mining operations crack popped up here a few months ago and well people have been disappearing i think um sunflower kind of heaves a, a heavy sigh horse feather never learns huh uh people chasing after money never do Chasing after grain, never, never, never learn. And as he kind of says that, you hear, like, a commotion, and you hear, you know, coughing and stumbling as you see, like, uh, a brown and white hair stumble, um, tattered clothing, tattered, like, workers' gear, like, overalls, stumble into the middle of the street and, like, fall and collapse. Um, Um, inky, milky white smoke is kind of, like, billowing off of him. He seems fine, but there's just, like, smoke echoing. All Like, the remnants of smoke are f- echoing off of him. What are the people... I imagine there's, like, a couple people gathered. Oh, what are they doing? Uh, the crowd immediately, like, picks him up, and people are asking if the, if he's okay. Like, they're very caring to him. But, gotcha. like, there's obvious confusion of, like, what has happened here. Do I remember if this is a thing where, uh, like, even coming close to the smoke means you could get grabbed or um you remember a lot of the smoke was just smoke it was a little bit hard to you know you would like it it, you remember seeing people like this right you remember seeing people where there was like Mm. smoke at smoke kind of billowing off of them where unless they were kind of if they were grabbed and they got away you would see remnants of that smoke of that mist kind of like fading off of them gotcha i think um I think what I'm going to do is kind of muscle in uh, around the crowd, through the crowd, um, and kind of lean down next to this guy and and ask, you know, very stoically, almost kind of gruffly, um, where were you? I think that's going to be a social role with Intimidate. To, like, get, right. to get through this crowd that is trying to take care of someone as some big giant badger from outside of town is now shoving her way through the crowd. I think this is, I think this is an intimidate role. That makes sense. Well, I've got plus one to intimidate. Do you question real quick? Do you have me as plus two to hammers? Because I have two tally marks or an 11 here. Uh, Plus two to, plus two to hammers. You do not have plus 11. I'm not going to ask you to roll uh, 18 dice. Okay, great. I have 18. I just wanted to, to make sure. 
All right. So with my social plus my intimidate, I'm rolling three die yes. or am you're I rolling, rolling two uh, you're die? You're rolling three die. All right. Well, uh, my luck ran out because I've got a one, a two and a three. Okay. So I think what happens is like you get close and he kind of you just hear him kind of whisper like I was I was below town and like um people kind of like push you away and they're like who exactly are you who are you to be harassing uh <laughs> hold on generate that name i gotta generate a name real quick who are you to be harassing knockier like this you see he's got a little knock in his ear oh um I think I, I I pause my my wrestling through the crowd. Um, I have seen this before. Like whoever's listening, I, I will address that. Um, I've seen this before. I have experienced what this man has experienced, and it is going to get worse if I'm not given access to where he has been. And I think um, I think they continue to push you away. Like I think they are they want they they want you they they do not believe you and they want nothing to do with you. But like um, the uh, Nakier kind of steps up and is like, hold on, hold on. Like kind of pushes past everyone to be like, I haven't even told you what I've seen yet. Um, Why don't you tell me what you've seen? And he's like kind of still like stumbling and like barely standing. But he's like, just so I know before I say what I'm about to say. I imagine it's something like Black Claws reaching up out of the ground and grabbing your friends and pulling them away. And he he stops for a second and he kind of laughs. And he's like, (laughs) I'm going to go talk to my new friend in private. Everyone stay as far away from. Everyone stay as far away from the smithy from the smith as you, uh, from the smithy as you can. That that play that building is off limits now. And he kind of starts to limp with you and walk, and you have some time to chat with with Nakir as he kind of walks you towards the smithy and is like, "We were pulling coal out. We have service tunnels underneath." the the town it goes to the smithy it goes to a few of the you know the mead hall it goes to a few of the places that people need coal quickly and we've been mining coal deeper and deeper and and we've been doing great we've been selling it to neighboring villages you remember bramblewine sold a ton of coal i lived in bramblewine oh that was that was jeff that was jeff to below me that was not that was oh hey (laughs) i mean you did i remember bramble wine there was a lot of coal everywhere all the time forever listen (laughs) and and he's we live on coal he's walking and he's like and suddenly the coal itself i mean suddenly i was in the tunnel and ooze started dripping all around me and there was mist and hands and it tried to grab me and i I barely got away, and I I can't go back down there. But it's there's something that's down there. I think, um, kind of as we're walking away from that more public area towards the smithy, uh, Sunflower will like support Nakier mm-hmm. as as he's limping, and kind of listen and nod. Um, I think I'm getting the the impression. I think she's the kind of person that uh listens and then speaks. <laughs> does not do the Palomi mm-hmm. thing <laughs> of like, oh, let me, I have a response to that and also that. Um, so I think she she kind of listens very patiently. 
Um, and whenever they make it to the smithy, I think she finds a place to set Nakir down so that he can sit. Um, and, and she sits across from him as he continues explaining and, and finally kind of takes her hammer out of a, a holster I think she has at her hip. Um, and, and does the, like, I feel like Bob the Builder does this sometimes. Where he just, like, takes his hammer out and he's just, like, handling it. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> but he's not, like, using it in a threatening way sure, necessarily. Sure, sure. It's an object um, to interact with. Yeah. You gotta do ex- something. Yeah. What do you do with your hands exactly. otherwise? <laughs> what do you, how do I, what do I do with these? <laughs> Um, so I think, yeah, as, as sort of a social tick, she she handles that. And she's like, I can give you a little bit of information. Iron seems to work. And she kind of holds up her hammer. Um, and I am happy to go down into the smith in your stead. And uh, happy to go down into the smithy in your stead and deal with it. If... I have your permission. And he's he 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 kind of squints and he's like, he, yeah, yes, yes, of course you have my permission. What? Yes, of course. And he pauses for a second and he kind of like puts a hand to his forehead. And he's like, oh, okay, um, yes, please go through the smithy as quickly as possible. I have to go. And he kind of starts to get up and he kind of winces a little bit and he's like, I have to go talk to people. He's like, I need. And he and and. He kind of was like, so the, the service door, the service tunnel to the basement, the smithy, I mean, there's fire. Like, it's a smithy. We can't use wood for the door. It's an iron door. Everywhere else in town, the mead hall, the, you know, the restaurants, like, everything else is a wooden old service door. I have to go talk to people. The man, or I, I think she... She's going to, like, make a suggestion of, uh, you may want to talk to Old Man Withers first. He might be able to help you spread word faster. And he, he's like, I, I will do this. I will talk to this old man. I, 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 I will listen. I will, I will, I will try. I can't make any promises, but I will, I will. And he kind of starts to, like, limp off. As you are left alone in the smithy and you are staring at this iron door and you start to hear like slight scratches and thumps against it and what do you do i think sunflower takes a moment to i'm I'm imagining sort of a a open air smith Mm -hmm. shop like maybe half walls and then you know open sort of stall windows they're not really covered by glass or anything and it's and there's somewhere between a storm cellar door and like a sewer Patch yeah. like somewhere like that that's going to lead to the tunnels below. Yeah, so I think um you know like the forge is is very quiet and I think uh sunflower takes in her surroundings for a moment, mm-hmm. kind of grounds herself. Um takes in the sounds, there's like gathered people a couple streets over and and takes all of these sensory experiences in and then opens her eyes and just hauls this this coal chute door open and then just walks into it. Uh, I'm going to ask you for, so I'm going to ask you for a physical role here. I'm going to give you your okay. kicking indoors uh, bonus. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think what I want right now is um, you open the door 
and like immediately like shadow hands and oozes upon you. And I think rather than have this be straight up a combat, which we'll get to in a moment, I just want one good roll as you like burst in since you have the advantage of just like tearing through some of this stuff. Yeah. To find out what so is I... waiting behind this this wave of mist. Got a pretty decent physical score. Um, and I'm adding plus two? Plus one. Ticking. Plus one. Because, plus one. Yeah. All right. Here I go. All right. So I've got a six and a five. And then the rest is a wash. All right. So you... Uh, you exactly, like, tear through the, the initial shadow hands. You, like, you tear through them, you know, you are swinging your hammer, the, the iron of the wall and doors, like, you, they touch it, and they light up, and they burn, as you just pull through all of these things, and you are confronted with, like, um, it is, it is a, 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 a blob, a gigantic blob of this, like, milky, grayish, white ooze with, like, the swirls and the smoke things inside of it. Ooh. And, like, it is just, like, clinging to walls, and it is, uh, like, lurching towards you and, like, grabbing at, like, you see it kind of grabbing at little tiny insects and things as it just, like, grabs them and pulls them into nothingness. Just consumes them. Just consumes them. Um, I think, I don't think I hesitate. I think I take a moment to take this entity in and then I just charge it. Okay. So at the start of combat, we, um, I will, uh, I'm going to say you get the drop on your enemy because you, well, um, yeah, I'm going to say you get the drop on the enemy because you're rushing it and because you, you did well on your roll. I'm going to say that like you, like this thing was counting on the, that smoke in those hands, like grabbing anything, like it was not counting on being rushed. So I'm going to give you uh, the first turn. So here's so how combat works in Wildlands is you get to decide uh, what actions you want to take, make your attack rolls or ability checks, um, and then I will respond with the enemies. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. So it's pretty pretty straightforward and pretty simple. So you get to decide what what your first action is. Um. I think my first action is just, like, all-out attack mode. Um, so I'm I'm actually, I think my hammer has, my maul, rather, has the ability to do a sunder attack. Okay, yeah. So I think I'm going to use that sunder attack to make, make some stuff happen, start cracking figurative skulls. All right, let me see what, let me see what that does. Yes, yes, it does. So roll that, uh, roll your attack. Okay. Is that the same as my skill rolls? Okay, so you're going to make an attack roll. So how attack rolls work in Wildlands is uh, you are going to roll a number of dice tied to your weapon for your maul. Uh, that is one dice. But because you are very good at hammers, because you have taken the hammers skill, uh, you can add that skill to your roll, taking you up to three dice. You want, again, same deal. You want five and sixes. Anything you do that gets that hits that uh any success deals the amount of damage on your uh on your weapon so for your, your maul that is 20 damage all right that's a nice hefty amount of damage so i'm rolling this three die Ooh, so five and a six is that 40 damage? that's 40 damage 
hot dog. You obliterate this thing. Um, yeah, nice. you tear through it. You actually, yeah, you tear through it. Actually, what happens is like a little tiny kind of like black pulsating blue crystal kind of starts to form in the middle of it as it kind of like, I think it starts to grab at your hammer. It touches that, it touches that iron edge of the mall and like blue lightning pulsates through it. And describe to me how you just destroy this, this, this unnatural entity. So I think, um, this is sort of described in the, the, the play material as swinging your, the, the, the attack sunder is, is described as the wielder swings their maul in a deadly arc Mm -hmm. and it damages, um, enemies like kind of far away from you. So I think she winds up and does this sort of horizontal um, swipe forward. Mm -hmm. And it connects with the blue crystal that's forming, that's formulating in in this ooze and just shatters it Mm. into a Belundi pieces. And as you do that, the ooze like. As you do that, the crystal pieces scatter everywhere and the ooze like dissipates into that kind of soft white smoke that was billowing off of Nakier. Like it is it is reduced to nothingness. And nice. you are you 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 kind of um you stare down this tunnel and you you what you see down this tunnel, um uh you you kind of feel like it's sloping downward, like it's sloping into kind of twisting a little bit into the mine proper. Mm. And it is, uh, and what you, you feel kind of at your feet, you kind of feel like there's, it's, it's not quite mud. It's not quite, um, it's not quite mud. It's not quite wet. It's, it's sort of slimy at your feet. And then you kind of see those blue lightning bolts way off in the distance, just kind of crackling a little bit. There's something else down there. There's something deeper in these tunnels. Um, is the is the crystal new for me? Uh, you yeah, you did not see any of those crystals. You 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 merely saw the smoke and shadow hands that you tore through. Seeing this sort of ooze was was new to you. I think um, there's there's this moment like almost a close up shot of Sunflower's face where she sets her jaw. And and she she does the anime version of just being super determined. Her like brow kind of falls down a little, um, and she grips her hammer, her maul, like right underneath its head, and m- not charges, but just marches towards those arcs of lightning. I love that. Um, you march, and people, you know, you see what you see is, um, you walk in, and there are. People floating, miners, workers, people who would be care who would the people who would be transporting these these cartons or these uh, carts of coal from place to place are just kind of floating, carrying in the mist as they are pulled towards uh, a gigantic like hole, a hole around this this that is that is a natural hole that has sort of burst out. You know, you recognize those cracks in the ground. And you see mm. the blue lightning, you see them kind of being pulled by the shadow hands and they're just sort of floating towards it. There's there's a sub there's one, a person, um, a a a vole is like right in front of you, right? Like a little tiny uh, a vole is sort of floating directly in front of you, and like you see several other people are kind of swirling as if a whirlpool is pulling them into this sort of 
natural crevasse. Um, what's, what's the vole doing right in front of me? Um, like perfectly still about like three feet off of the ground or three, uh, three heights off of the ground, like up to like their feet are about at your neck mm. and they're just kind of floating, just perfectly still unmoving, no expression. The same as all of the other I, people that are kind of in this whirlpool being pulled by these shadow hands. I think I'm going to kind of extend a hand and sort of brush the vole's hand and see if that if i can make contact there um i'm going to ask you for a i think i think it works i think you brush their hand and they kind of grab at your hand for a moment but like they're like they it, it feels like they can barely like that took like everything right like it feels, and then suddenly you feel like that smoke kind of pull, like a vis- like viciously pull you apart, right? Like a cloud of smoke pushes you apart. Mm. So it is clear that these people can be like pulled out of this, but you have, you're going to have to fight to do that or like fight, you know, exert yourself to do that. Yeah, I think with Withers, it was maybe a cloud of smoke was, was reaching mm-hmm. for him, but he hadn't quite been, uh, grasped yeah. by one yet yeah. um i think i'm going to stow the hammer for a moment and i'm gonna try and get this vol out of here i'm gonna give you um give me a, a physical roll all right also i don't remember if i have written down next to physical five plus two so i uh, feel seven. like I you have seven up. um yes because yeah, you have two extra dice from being a badger all right, badger, right that's badger's right, big that's right. Badger's big, yo. So that's four, five, six, seven. Let's roll a bunch of dice. Roll a bunch of dice. Alright. Let's see what we got here. I got a six. I got another six. And then the rest is a wash. Um, yeah, so you are able to um I'm gonna give you a choice. Mm. You can pull this person down. Um, you can exert yourself at a cost, which is to say you can, uh, you can pull this person. You can, you can, you can pull them. You can like awaken them from the haze that they're in, but in doing so, uh, you can exert yourself, do that. And everyone else who is being pulled towards this whirlpool will also get pulled, but that will happen because all of this smoke, uh, will turn its attention to you. Or you can pull this person, but leave everyone else who is being pulled into this whirlpool. Oh, I'm releasing everyone. I figured I I, I kind of candidly. Sometimes you <laughs> ask a question and you're like, you know what? I, I could see them pull going in a certain direction. Like, <laughs> but sometimes you just got to sometimes you, you have to have hope and you have to be like, God, I really hope that they they take the certain option. <laughs> Yeah, so you do that and the, you know, the smoke itself starts to, like, float around you and, like, pulse eight and um, uh, starts to, like, you know, float and pulsate and, like, all of these people drop and they just scramble. They start running for the tunnels. Uh, you have saved a bunch of people, but you have set on you uh, a horrible thing like this all of this smoke all of this energy is just kind of descending upon you 
you you kind of are stumped, forced backwards, right? Like you kind of have to basically yank this person by the feet, kind of knocks you prone for a split second as you kind of roll uh-huh. backwards. Um, give me an ag- kind of crab crawling backwards. Yeah, give me an agility roll. Cool, not a problem. To get into a fighting position before this uh, this next fight breaks out. All right. It's going to be just a straight agility roll. No skills. Um, two fives. Okay, yeah, you managed to, la- like, roll backwards and land on your feet. Nice. Um, which means, but, uh, which means, because you succeeded at that, you get the first action in combat. Ooh. I mean, w- you have to do it to him. I'm gonna sunder once more. <laughs> you gotta sunder. You gotta do it to him. Gotta do it to him. All right, so the last time we did that, that was a three. Yep, you're rolling three dice. Die roll. Do, 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 I am rolling do, do, four do, do, do. evasion dice against you. Ooh. I got a six, a five, and a four. All right, so now I'm going to roll four evasion dice because uh, each of uh, characters in Wildlands have a certain number of evasion dice. These represent your ability to evade. Basically, I'm going to roll these four dice, and I can potentially undo some of your... Uh, successes. All right. And I'm going to undo both of your successes with two, with two fives. No. So, um, you swing and like you burn, you, you know, you watch the blue lightning, like eviscerate some of this smoke, but it's, it's intangible, right? Like it's in an incorporeal presence and the hands start to form out of the smoke and they start to like grab at you. And I'm going to roll four dice as it tries to like, uh, pull you in. Ooh. That is one success. All right. Am I rolling evasion dice against this? Or is this a thing that's happening? You are rolling evasion dice. Here we go. A five, a five, a six, and a two. Damn, damn. Yeah, so describe how how these hands grab at you and you avoid it effortlessly. So I think there's this really cool, like, series of slow motion shots where this hammer is, like, cleaving through this this incorporeal smoke and kind of it, it trails off of the hammer in these cool arcs. Um, and then from those, uh, from those sort of twined bits of smoke, the hands kind of start to form mm-hmm. and come towards me. And I think what happens is... The way the way I arced my hammer, it's a very quick, fluid movement from an attack to a parry, mm-hmm. where I kind of just do like a three sixty and like bring this hammer down um, to to cleave through the hands before they're they're truly coalesced. And now, uh, as as like it kind of falls backwards, but then you hear. Uh, as this is happening, you hear the ground, you hear like ground cracking and you feel like the, you feel the, um, the tunnels and the, the mine that you are find that you have found yourself in, you feel it shaking and rattling and you see that crevasse starting to like open up and crack and you see, um, legs and limbs and like, uh, sectioned legs, like insectoid limbs start to like lurch and clutch and grab and pull Something is coming out of that, of that crevasse. And, you know, the wisp there, the, the swarm, the smoke seems to be 
seems to be like seems to be in service of that. That seems to be where it was pulling things. Hmm. Fucking gross. <laughs> I love it though. I love I love how evocative this is. Um man, I think I love the idea that Sunflower is sort of has her feet planted mm-hmm. um in in this dirt pathway of this mine and there's sort of a, a cracking shifting that kind of happens not too far away from where her feet are standing. We kind of see the uh, the pathway sort of split open and, and kind of get uneven, unlevel. Mm-hmm. And I think her eyes sort of shift to this insectoid form that is coming out of these, these cracks. And I... The smoke that was kind of coming for me, has that receded? Has it gone towards? No, it is still swarming you. It is still swirling around you, trying to grab you. Gotcha. Um, ooh. You know, I think despite it swarming around me, trying to grab me, I am going to start charging towards this insectoid creature okay i'm gonna go ahead and let you make an attack roll on it as it bursts forth it is uh see if i can find it is a gigantic uh centipede like thing and it is just entirely made up of that like bluish black crystal uh pulsating lightning smoke those smoke blobs are like billowing off of it it is clearly like the element of this this thing, this presence, this thing that was unearthed. It is it at its most primal form. Um, I'm gonna swing. Yeah, you gotta swing. I'm gonna give you an extra. So, um, I'm gonna give you an extra one because you are charging because you are you are charging with this thing. Uh, but I am gonna it, uh, the wisps are going or the, the the smoke swarm is going to attack you uh, next turn. That makes sense. Let's see what happens here. I am going to give this thing its evasion dice. Two. Um, two sixes. That's one five. So you do one. You do uh, one set of damage to it. Twenty damage. Okay. So you smash through some of this like crystalline armor and um. What happens from a gameplay perspective is I have, or this character, this monster, has a great deal of armor points, which basically is exactly what it sounds like. It is damage reduction. It it absorbs that attack. So you have chipped into this thing's armor. um, And what I will say, I'm going to say going forward, you can choose to um, deal straight damage to it or put it at a disadvantage by spending additional successes. How's that sound? That's awesome. Cool. Love it. Into it. All about it. All right. So it, it so the, the smoke starts to swirl, and it's not actually attacking you directly, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like trying to cloud your vision, trying to like uh, entangle you, trying to make it easier for this thing once it pulls itself fully out of the crevasse to uh, descend upon you. So uh, gotcha. you can roll your evasion dice. I'm going to roll three attack dice for this. Give me a sec. And that is three successes. Oh, boy. Well, I do have four evasion dice, so hopefully... I've said that now. Hey! Ho! 
three sixes is what That's I'm looking what you at. Got. You 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 managed to you pull you just like in rushing you completely just like tear through the smoke like you you brush oh, yeah. through it. Like while it's trying to coalesce around me, I'm just like, nope, mm-hmm. bite. Yep. <laughs> so this thing pulls this monster pulls itself out of the ground and it is like staring you dead in the face. Ooh. And in the back of your mind, you just hear you should have never dug so deep. You should have never tried to take from take from below the earth. You should have never taken what was mine. I think Sunflower kind of quirks an eyebrow and is going to interrupt very rudely by smashing this bug where she smashed it before. Good, good. Roll that dice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one. I'm not adding an extra I'm not adding that extra die this time. Okay. Because I'm not charging. Um, ah, beans. It's a three, a four, and a two. So, yeah, you, you, um, you swing, but it, um, like, it, it just, like, blocks it and, like, br- like, kind of sends you kind of spinning as if one of its legs mm. just, like, slams your, your, your big giant maul. As Dang. it, as it, like, billows out, uh, as it, like, billows out a... It, like, unfurls a a cloud of smoke from its breath, and it just, like, swirls around you. And this is not the same as the the shadow hands. This is pure, like, smoke and lightning and horror. Just just the worst possible air one could breathe. So I got one success if you would like to evade. All right. Um, let me... Let me look up something really quick, because I... I am wearing armor, oh, yeah. but I don't remember what that armor just gives you extra gives you armor points, which lets you absorb a certain amount of damage before you take it out of your hit points. Gotcha. Okay. So so one evades first. Yeah, evades first, then it takes out of your armor, then it takes out of your HP. Yeah, you have twenty seven armor points. Cool. Yes. Alright, I have that. Here. Uh, a six. That's exactly what you needed. Perfect. How do you how do you avoid this cloud of lightning and smoke and horror? I think I just drop like as soon as um, as soon as my mall kind of sends me spinning, I lean into it and and kind of hit the dirt um, like landing on my shoulder. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but it's better than being uh, electrified by a cloud of stinky gas give me an agility roll all right i'm gonna say if you get one success um if you get at least uh if you get between one and three successes you can actually have this lightning strike the the smoke swarm instead Ooh. um a five okay uh, and a six. Oh, the shadows i'm sorry three two sixes and a five. Three successes total. Okay. I'm gonna that means I'm gonna roll three dice and we'll see what happens to the smoke swarm. Nothing. Nothing happens to the smoke swarm. They're fine. <laughs> they love it. They're into it. They're all about it. Uh which means the smoke swarm is going to once again try to swirl around you. That makes sense. And that time they're gonna do much better and they're gonna get you with three successes. Oh no. But now, and now now before you roll your evasion, know that the uh the horror is also going to strike. Oh no! Actually, the horror just struck at you. So, um, 
How many evasion dice did you roll in your last roll? Four. All right, then you have no evasion dice left here. Oh. Yes, you have a limited pool of evasion dice. So it's, yes, so I'm going to ask you to make a, I'm going to ask you to make an intellect uh, ability check. So make an intellect roll. Okay. Mm, that's going to be five. So, counting is hard. That's five dice. Where did that guy go? Ooh, ooh, ooh! All fives and sixes, Beautiful. my friend. Yeah, you, you tear past this, you know, the smoke starts to, like, see, you know, cloud your eyes, and you just muscle right through it. Give me that attack, you know, give me your next action. I flex with my eyelids. Um, so I, I, I think I'm on the ground and the smoke is trying to swarm me and I kind of do the, the, like Mm -hmm. trying to get it out of my face. Um, I think I'm going to get to my feet again. I think I've, I've had my hand on my maul this whole time, but as I'm getting up, um, since this, this monstrosity is kind of bearing down on me, I'm going to use my momentum of getting up to swing this, this maul up into whatever sort of neck or jaw or whatever sort of appendage is kind of looming over me. Okay, so I'm going to say you have to get two attack successes on this. Okay. Uh, if you get if you get one, you'll just do damage. If you get two, I will bypass its armor as you hit underneath its uh, soft, fleshy surface. In its, in its soft bits. All right, so I'm rolling the three die again. Ha! A five and a four and another four. All right. So you tear like you tear and like you cut through the the flesh of it to find that there it is nothing but smoke underneath. So like oh. you tear through more of its armor. But like there's this moment where like you just feel no give. Right. You feel you, you expect to feel the give of you smash against something. You tear through that armor and it's hollow or it's hollow underneath. It's oh. just smoke underneath. This this carapace kind of bursts open. And there's just swings clean through. That's nasty, and I love it. Um, so the 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 horror strikes at you with one of these like uh, insectoid arms, tries to grab you, and gets one success. Meanwhile, there are two successes coming at you from the the swirling mists, trying to to cloud your vision. So you can choose to spend your how you you can choose how to spend your evasion dice accordingly. I'm going to spend. And I have to spend it, like, if I'm going to spend it on, if I'm going to spend three on the the smoke that's coming towards me, I have to commit to those three. And then if I want to add another one, I can't, basically. You, you could, but then you could, but then you'd be acknowledging the, the damage from the, the, the other attack. Gotcha. All right. Um, here's what I'm going to do. Let's get a little nutty. I'm going to... You said that this horror was, like, grabbing outwards yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. I think I'm going to leap into its arms. Okay. <laughs> Just so I can get up close and personal. Okay. Um, and kind of get... I assume it has some kind of facial structure. Yeah, take... So what I'll say is take eight damage. But then okay. um, if you attack next round, I will let you automatically ignore armor no matter what. Because you're consciously putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah. That feels right. You said I had 27 armor total? Yes. All right. Oh, that's right, because it's the studded leather. And then I'm... So my... The damage I'm taking is absorbed by that 27 armor. I'm taking eight off of that. Yes. 
Okay. So that's 19 now. And now give me an intellect roll. All right. No, no, wait, sorry. Give me your evasion as, as you as you attempt to evade the smoke. Yeah. The, the, the smoky boys. Uh, a six and a five. Perfect. Yeah, you perfectly evade it. Uh, you this the smoke is doing nothing to you. I I think uh, I love the visual that the smoke is just like r- rallying and trying to come for me, and I'm just like, nope, mm-hmm. jumping into the arms of this horrible insect. And I think the smoke I think the smoke dis- like backs away at that and try and dispenses into the tunnels to try and grab people because it's like, well, you just leapt into the mouth of the mouth that we were gonna feed you to. Like, <laughs> perfect, excellent. <laughs> Um, cool. So then I took the damage. I did the evade. Is it my turn? Yes, it is. All right. So I'm going to try and just beat this guy up with my hammy hams. Uh, I got a five. Okay. Let me roll evasion. No evasion. It's going to take 20 damage. Yeehaw. Uh, you smash it and like you're you're well past its defenses so you're tearing into it and you feel like you feel your your you feel you tearing like your the smoke is dissipating and you feel like that lightning surging through you surging through your weapon and you you kind of see into it you see it underneath the armor you see like spaciousness like you see basically a, a dimensional gateway Whoa. This thing appears to be some sort of living dimensional gateway. That is awesome. Um, so I think what, what it's going to do is I'm just gonna say take another eight damage, um, because you are in yeah. you are you are entangled in this thing as it has you and it's surging that lightning through you, take another eight damage. You can choose That makes sense to you me. You can choose to as an action make a physical roll to try and break out of that. Or you can continue to take that damage and do and receive the benefit of being up close and personal with it. I'm going to stay up close and personal. Okay. Give me that attack roll. All right. Three die. A six and a five. So 40 damage. You obliterate it. You smash its head explodes. Right. Yeah. And it, it falls down. And as it does, like that portal just opens up wide. Right. And you you just see inside is it like as smoke just fills the room and you see inside like this infinite, empty, you know, uh, cloud clogged space of like floating of floating uh, you know, land masses amongst and like it is just an entire other space infinite and and terrifying and cloudy and mysterious and uh i'm gonna ask you for one last physical roll before we wrap okay i'm gonna ask you for a physical roll and then ask you to make a hard choice uh you (laughs) see like floating just in front of you is your sweetheart tell me about your sweetheart we never i never ask oh um i think i think she's a baker Mm mm-hmm did I say what she was earlier? I, I don't I think not. so. I don't think okay. so. If you did, if you did, I didn't pay enough attention to it. So like, she was a baker. She's a baker now. Um, Can I name her? Yeah. Her name is Virginia Loaf. I, <laughs> <laughs> I loaf her very much. Good. Good. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think she's a very skilled baker. Uh, I think she... 
I think part of the reason why I was interested in the sticky buns is because her specialty was sticky buns. Mm. And I maintain to this day that she would uh, blow that whole contest out of the water. That's fair. Give me a physical roll as you see her floating just like within reach. You could probably grab her and pull her out of the out of the fog. Um, a physical roll. So that's seven. Uh oh. I rolled seven die and I didn't get a single success. Great. That means I get to ask you a hard choice. <laughs> um, you so you can you're just not large like you this is the first time you as a badger are not big enough to grab her yeah you're just she's just out of reach but if you see her that means everyone from Bramblewine has to be in this space somewhere Mm -hmm. waiting frozen do you like but if you were to venture in through this gateway like you feel it closing you're not sure you'd be able to get out you know you, the smoke has surrounded you. You can still move. You are not being held by any grasp, but she seems to be. Everyone that you saw in that glass of wine all that year ago was once upon a time. So, but there's an entire other dimension in here that you will have to wander into and, and fight your way through and fight your way out and find a way out. Hmm. You could also find another, like there, there might, there might well be other opportunities to, to, do this. You don't have to walk through that gateway. Do you walk through that gateway? I like the idea that my my inability to kind of reach out and grasp her. She's frozen too. Yes. Um. I, I think that ability, my, my inability to kind of grasp her hand is is it kind of exhaustion like i'm i'm very tired i've i've just exploded this horrible monster bug creature and now this is happening <laughs> yeah so i think there's a moment where sunflower's shoulders kind of sag a little bit and and there's sort of this this play of of frustration and sadness and um almost despair and she she kind of goes on that face journey and mm-hmm. then there's this this sort of last expression of like resolve and and resolution she holds her hammer just underneath the head like she does mm-hmm. and i think she she is going to tumble out of this portal and leave the frozen people of of Bran- Bramblewine inside of it this time. That's fair. I understand. I I, I would have made the same decision, but I think <laughs> I think um, you emerge and like there is a celebration, like the like, and you see that like people are are covered in smoke, right? Like you see that like this town was attacked, like while mm-hmm. you were under, and you stopped it. You saved all of these people. Which means if you, which means that people can be saved, you've learned something valuable from this, and I think as that happens, like you, like um, old man Withers walks up to you with a glass of wine, and he just kind of smiles at you and like half offers it to you, but then takes a swig of it himself, <laughs> and it's like this is really good, and like smiles at you like half knowingly, like. My, this is this is delicious wine. It's not my best. 
<laughs> oh, jeez. What was that? Um, I think, uh, I think Sunflower, I see, I see these people kind of, like, cheering around her, and she's just got a very exhausted expression. Um, and I think she's, just where she's standing is gonna sit down and take her pack off, and I, I think she takes out, um... She takes out Old Man Withers' best wine, pours herself a cup, and I have a question for you. Yes. My question for you is... <sighs> trying to figure out how to phrase this. Um, Talk me through what you're thinking and we can find a question for you. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, Sunflower was in this portal, in this space, and... There was this uncertainty of, like, how she would get out if she kind of went in. Um, I think maybe the question is, uh, does someone in the village or, or, like, does someone, does a person who is a formerly, like, brand, Bramblewine person, um, did someone that, that lived in Bramblewine know of a solution? Um, or or could theorize about a solution. Um, I think so. The, so just to reiterate, the question is: Is there someone in Bramblewine or elsewhere that that would have a solution to how to get into the portal or how to create a safe portal? How how to I guess or how to pull people out? How to pull people out? Yeah, or. Uh, I guess my question is more around like if she were to go in yeah. um, and she does, she wouldn't know how to get out. If she were to find a way to unfreeze the people that were in this mm. portal anyway, would she be able to talk to someone uh, and like, you know, solve that as a team kind of thing? Um, Yeah. The answer to that is no. Like you drink and you see, you see yourself walk into that portal. You see yourself free these people. And then you see yourself wandering from cloud to cloud for decades, eternity. Mm. You know, you could have saved those people, but there's no guarantee you would have been able to find your way out. You would have mm. to, like, you need to, you know, before you step into that portal, as painful as it was to walk away, you need to know how to get out before you walk in. Gotcha. Because that portal will close and you will be stuck there. You may not be frozen, but you will be trapped in this space. And I think um, Withers kind of sips the wine and just goes to our next destination, to to when our paths meet again. And he offers you a toast. I think um, Sunflower will raise her cup, and uh, you know this exhaustion is still weighing her shoulders down and kind of her head, um, but she'll like tap it against Withers' glass to our next destination. And I think that's game. Yeehaw! That ruled! That was super cool! That was great. I loved every second of that was wonderful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing with me. That was great. I had so much fun. Um, I love that I have basically created Thor the Badger. Yep, that's great. pretty cool. <laughs> extremely good. It's extremely good. I'm going to stop recording in Audacity. Oh, wait, no, start. Keep recording. Oh, keep recording. I'm done. I'm not done. What? <laughs> uh, so real quick before we wrap up, 
Thank you so much for playing with me. Where can people find you and your work online? Um, you can find me at Palomi SP on Twitter, or you can uh, find Courier's Call at Courier Call. That's why I was having a hard time with it earlier. <laughs> you can find it at Courier Call. Um, we like to tweet about birds and we like to tweet about music. And it's just a really good show. And I'm really excited for the world to hear it. Oh, that makes me so happy. Uh, thank you so much for playing with me. This was very fun. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Palomi for coming on to the show. That game was exactly as adorable as the game book made it out to be, and I'm extremely happy with how it all turned out. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about Wildlands and about Skyjack's Courier's Call, and be sure to follow Palomi on Twitter at PalomiSP. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord, And head to our merch store at bit.ly slash merch. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Those are the three services that send a nice email to my inbox, and it makes my day, so those are the ones that I like the best. You can review it anywhere, but those are the ones that make me happiest. You can also, like I said uh, at the top of the show, support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Buy me a coffee at kofi.com slash jeffstormer. Or go to paypal.me slash jeffjstormer, because jeffstormer was taken. Uh, and the other way that you can support the show is by listening to the other podcast that I produce every week, All My Fantasy Children, which is a tabletop-inspired character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast in which every week I sit down with my best friend, Aaron Catano Saez. We spin up an original fantasy character based on a listener prompt, and we use it to populate a shared universe called fantasy. It is one of the best podcasts on the internet, and you can find it every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com because it is a proud member of the One Shot Podcast Network. Now then, where was I? Yes. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank, as always. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that is it for me. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always... Party on, everybody.